Ho, ho, hello, and welcome to A Podcast for Christmas. I'm Katie, and with me today I have Ailish. Say hi, Ailish. Hello. Ailish is one of my very good friends. We've known each other for probably a million years. A million, um, billion. She's probably the only person, a million, billion years. She's probably the only person in my life as into Christmas as me. Just all of the nonsense of it. I have a lot of friends that are into Christmas, but Ailish is, really takes the cake. Same level as me. Super extra. <laughs> Super extra. Christmas crafts, Christmas cooking, Christmas everything. We love it. We love it. And speaking of all the extra Christmas, this week we're doing Under the Christmas Tree, which is Lifetime's first lesbian Christmas movie. It's a great time. We'll do a little recap for you. So our leads are Charlie and Alma. They're our titular lesbians. And also there's a third, the second and third characters are like someone that works at a bakery that they're friends with and her friend and they have a, the weirdest b-plot ever that is nothing very like strange. they don't try and do a theme it's very weird um so alma works in like a christmas decoration company um she's festive all year long and then charlie rocks up into town and she is a tree whisperer because <laughs> that's a real job that you can have it's a real job that the government employs you yeah for. the government have employed her to be a tree whisperer speak to the trees and find the best tree for is it the state fair or um, something? it's the state christmas tree like the the main guy in the big square yeah uh, it's very silly i did like it though but she's just the whole start of the movie is her finding like Alma's family big Christmas tree and like talking to it and looking at it and being like yeah you're a beautiful tree aren't you it's weird it's very strange Uh, so she rocks up into town um she's immediately she has a drone that flies over their house and like finds the best trees it's real dumb um but she's introduced to Alma who owns the property where this tree is um, and they immediately hit it off. They're flirting. It's very cute. It's a nice time. Oh, she she says she finds that she wants that tree. She wants her tree. So she ends up going over to the. Yeah. She doesn't know it's Alma's parents' tree, and mm-hmm. then she rocks up to the house with a little mini tree, and says, uh, "I yeah. want your big tree, please." And then they have a really yeah. cute little. Like, they seem to be there for hours just chatting. Yeah. Alma's like, sorry, you can't have my family tree that's been, that's lived here my whole life and it's the symbol of our business. And she's like, I can charm her. I'm going to get that tree. (laughs) What she doesn't do is get the tree. But what she does do is charm Alma. They go on a few cute little dates. They do like um, a gingerbread house decorating competition, which is very silly. There's a goth girl there that does a goth gingerbread house haunted Halloween gingerbread house yeah it's real silly um and they yeah they do that and then she kind of gets um tricked in a fun way into going on a date with Charlie um she cooks for her and they have a cute little moment it's all romantic and they're like oh but you're leaving you won't be in Camden anymore I looked it up they're like an hour away from each other (laughs) they could make that work it's really I wouldn't even consider an hour a long distance relationship that's like across the state that's like 10 minutes (laughs) like literally I was like come on guys (laughs) lesbians will fly anywhere (laughs) (laughs) and then basically it was a bit muddy but the guy that works with charlie his mom owns their business and is trying to the one sent them to get the tree and it's like well you don't actually need the parents permission to take that big tree as if the parents would sign off on it if the daughter didn't want to um alma walks in on them like hearing that and thinks that she's been betrayed she hasn't 
um the girl charlie ends up getting a tree at the at this forestation project that alma shows her there's a b plot about an owl that i never really understood wasn't sure what chris kringle the owl was about yeah he's got his own company did, <laughs> yeah did you follow what was happening because they were like it's the owl i was like the wow so um apparently one year previous um in one of the trees that they found there was an owl in the tree um, and in order mm-hmm. to get, I think in order to get the tree, they had to get rid of the owl. So we fa- they found it. It was very strange. Home. And then he resolves the plot in the end because he's like, look. And she's like, oh my God, it's Chris Kringle. And he, he resolves the tree problem by finding her the perfect tree. And she's like, yay, Chris Kringle found me the tree. Plot's resolved. <laughs> she then moves to Camden to work at the forestation project. The lesbians, lesbian on. Amazingly. They just... Now start a relationship it just kind of ends with them starting the relationship very cute like i really liked it as as these kind of movies go it's like there's lots of nice moments um there's some good chemistry we'll get into all that later let's start with our section the missile tropes (gasps) this section we want to talk about the kind of super tropey things that are in it it's always a good time i for one thing i love tropes anyway but i think any tropes and then you make it lesbian makes them (laughs) instantly better i was like oh no one of the big ones in this oh she's a small she's a small town girl and she's a big city girl and they've got conflicts and she thinks she's from like backwater nowhere oh and but she's all this professional oh ho ho the conflict loved it so loved it very silly we have (laughs) wi-fi it's so good all this stuff it's like wow you have soup out here and they were like we're not really known for soup anymore no where do you think you are there's a patisserie down the road who has stew (laughs) it's really silly there's so much tropey nonsense in this it's great they do try and pack christmas into it like everywhere which is great and they do that by having the main girl have this very visual job which they do across Hallmark movies she works in like Christmas decor she packs a lot of baubles they do that Christmas decoration competition um the other one is a tree whisperer so lots of good Christmassy trope nonsense there where they're just like yeah look at your screen it's covered in baubles and you're like sure is I'm so Christmassy right now I loved that, that she had a job in full Christmas and leave it to a lesbian to enforce festive headgear on all the employees yes <laughs> I love that she's just walking around like you guys love this right we're all gonna wear antlers this is my signature bow but find your own style or whatever it is she says it's something silly like that at one point she goes it's all in the wrist when she's talking about <laughs> wrapping the Christmas presents and I just she's having the best time (laughs) I only clocked this in the letterbox review afterwards but there is like a hardest joke at one point and everyone was like that's a bit much for a a Hallmark movie (laughs) I didn't clock it it's something about when they're at the car but it was in a bunch of the letterbox reviews that I was reading afterwards because I'm a letterbox oh when she's going up into the tree and she's like oh that's why you like your job (laughs) yeah so good there's one (laughs) there's one where she says something about like oh i like to assess uh, oh it's my job to like assess your needs (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's like that's a bit forward missus i know it was it's all a lot i love that that the main not the main girl what's her name they're like the love interest girl charlie Charlie. she's such a little freak about the trees like she's so into the like good for her loves her job but she's like "Mm, the tree is speaking to me and i'm like okay (laughs) The first time it's it happened, awful lot. happened for like 10 seconds of silence where she's just like yeah. sniffing in the air and she's like, I smell the tree, I'm one with the tree. 
it's so bizarre yeah i would i probably would have turned around and walked away especially on their on their main date i found it so awkward when she's just like i'm going to cook for you in this place that your friend owns i was like the energy here is so awkward i would have to leave <laughs> it's like tropey and fun but i was like oh i would have to i would have to walk away <laughs> the minute she took her phone i was like i understand your intentions miss but that's so Mm-mm. very bizarre i'm so happy that they're your lesbians right now because if that was <laughs> and, if, uh, oh my god imagine a man's like no come here i'm gonna take your phone on our first date you'd be like i'm going to call the police <laughs> <laughs> i am going away i am also disconnecting from my friend who put me in this situation yeah right (laughs) I really like another fun trophy thing that I liked is when they first met they were like they couldn't speak they were like um I that was very cute and silly I like that they were like like, all flustered that's so fun I just wrote in my notes gay panic (laughs) yeah (laughs) one thing I do find though the I loved that they were lesbians Uh, it was a great time they did bring up that they were gay every 20 seconds (laughs) they were like this is gay. We're doing gay things. The chickens, they're not gay divas. Gay, 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 gay. And I was like, love it. Absolutely. Better than the alternative of not having it. But they were like, oh, and this, what? She said something really rogue was her gay awakening. White Christmas. Yes. She said White Christmas was her gay awakening, which is so rogue. I've not seen it, but I've never heard that one before. She did have a reasoning about legs, though, which I feel is very gay. She was like, I want those mm-hmm. legs went to Mars. I was like, I've never <laughs> seen it, but I believe in the fantasy. <laughs> I also really liked when her dad was toasting and he was like, two family. And she was like, tell lesbians. <laughs> I was like, excellent. I'm like, at this point, she hasn't fully confirmed that this woman is gay. She's just going off her gaydar, right? Like, and yeah. she's just like, to the lesbians. And this woman's like, yes, to the lesbians. Something else I really liked, just more of the gay tropes, is the very classic lesbian flannel, like the red plaid, <laughs> the most... I hated, I did not like the styling of either of them. I've got to be honest, but no. I did like the red flannel. Very silly. <laughs> oh, you liked it? I was like, wow, why have they gone to lesbian lumberjack town <laughs> all of a sudden? <laughs> I liked it. I liked that they were like, well, this is our first one and we've Googled it. And in what, 2011, this is what this is what all the girls were wearing. <laughs> really, really skinny black jeans and red flannel. Yeah such a type <laughs> it's so funny I really hated her hair I mean we can get onto the styling oh. stuff later but I was like mm, that, that is a trope that she would have those bangs <laughs> it, it, it's so wild because like I love Elise Bowman <laughs> and like just see her in, in that hair yeah Girl, please <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of other fun little lesbian trips they had. Oh, she had a craft vest. That was a good one. Really like that. She was like, Of course, I have a craft vest. And a sewing vest and something else. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and lesbians, lesbians love to build. <laughs> they love to build. Yes, of course. I love that they're like, We're not going to break any stereotypes. We're going to do the stereotypes. I was like, Fair enough. It's, it is your first one. I'll give you, an, I'll give you a chance. Uh, <laughs> they did it reasonably to be fair do you spot any other lesbian tropes i think that might be it on all the lesbian tropes that i spotted the main ones i got are the vests oh the layering Mm -hmm. she she had a jacket with a hoodie on Mm -hmm. and at all points yeah they came off together they went on together (laughs) (laughs) it was fully like they were sewed on together i was like the girls the girls have evolved but apparently not in 
Camden, Maine, or wherever we Not were. I don't know where Camden is. I think it's Maine. Yes, because um, when the when the parents were talking, she said in the whole state of Maine. Ah, yes, that's where Once Upon a Time is set. <laughs> yes, so I always think when I think of Maine. Uh, in terms of other tropes, I think the only other like there's a a lot of hallmarky stuff in it in the Christmas and like them meeting and then them kissing about halfway through and then there being conflict like that's quite trippy they also had like a lot of hallmark movies have a little old person romance in it like not old but like older than the yeah. leads romance in it so it was nice that they had that and it was her parents and they her parents just had a couple of cute romantic moments i was like oh okay they're very, very sweet. sweet parents they're very loving which they was were lovely nice. yeah it was nice i like that neither of them had like trauma or problems about coming out because like thank goodness that seems to be the only gay story we can do like i love happiest season which is another great lesbian rom-com for christmas however every every movie is always like well we've got this new conflict that we can't do in the straight rom-coms and i'm like mm, okay, yeah I don't there want was it no every coming time. out drama there was no um oh you can't know my parents can't know that we're dating it was just everything was so loving and accepting and yeah. the parents were fully on board and matchmaking to the high heavens it was a nice time i really liked it uh, we've kind of covered a lot of the next section anyway as doing the trips, but our little next section is make the Yuletide gay. So this is the section where we would usually say, well, this doesn't have any quiz in it, but would it be improved if it did? It does have quiz in it. The representation, I think, is it's pretty good. Like, it's tropey still, but what do you expect from a holiday romance, you know? Um, and as well in this, I just kind of want to talk about if we think it is like good rep and if it's like, if the movie is camp, I think most Hallmark movies are just inherently camp for all of the Christmas. (laughs) But what do you think as, as a lesbian, what did you think of the lesbian rep in this movie? Do you know what? I thought it was basic, but nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with basic. Yeah. Um, it, it was very stereotyped, but not. Not yeah. awfully. And like you said, they were mentioned in that they were gay every five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> like, to be fair, it was very sanitized, but then you couldn't you couldn't tune into this as like a 60-year-old that's watching like it on Channel 5 or Lifetime where it airs in the US and be like, hmm, I don't know why these friends are hanging out. Like they're very much like <laughs> yeah. we're gay, we're gay, we're gay, we're gay, we're gay. And you're like, okay. I mean, I hang out with a lot of gay people. We do talk like that. <laughs> We do be saying every every time. We just gotta make it clear. (laughs) Just gotta be clear, (laughs) clear and concise. But yeah, I thought I thought it was really good. Um, and like sometimes they did it successfully. Sometimes it was a bit cheesy. But um, I really liked. Um, Charlie had good game. I thought she was very smooth talking. Yeah, I thought there was a lot of moments in it where they let them have, it might be because it's lifetime, so they're a bit faster and looser than Hallmark, but they let them have like chemistry and like actually flirt with each other instead of a lot of stuff in time. It's like, oh, he'd be such a good partner. He'd be such a good dad. And I fancy him and he's being so nice. And like this film was like, they're on a date and they want to kiss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I really liked that. Like, there's a lot of really very like on the nose flirty moments and I'm like yeah okay fine I don't think they had mad chemistry but there wasn't there wasn't a complete lack of chemistry which is no, kind of what you can very, ask for in these movies they were very flirty well Charlie was very flirty yeah <laughs> Alma was more just panicking <laughs> Yeah, I was I was a bit like I don't really see what you guys see in each other because I wouldn't put them together. I like the premise, but then Alma felt very closed off and Charlie was like very pursuing it. And I was like, but 
you guys don't seem to be attracted to each other. <laughs> it's hard to be attracted to someone with those bangs. <laughs> true, true. But I have seen, I have seen many a girl fall to like the art ho micro bang. I'm like, I get it. It's, it's that's good rep. To be fair, ugly bangs. It's a rite of passage. But she should have grown past her ugly rite of passage hair. <laughs> oh God. I really liked as well in the gingerbread competition. Um, of all the gingerbread houses, it was like a gay Olympics of gay gingerbread houses, but theirs was like the straightest right. one. <laughs> right? They did the. Um, was it the house from It's a Wonderful Life? Is that what it was? Oh, was it? <laughs> I think Good. so. Okay, I did not pay attention to that. I always do. It's like so. There's the like little Halloween house. There yeah. is the like A-frame like log cabin. Very lesbian of you and then mm-hmm. um there was also like an animal crossing island cabin getaway and then there was just their very straight little house <laughs> yeah i think it was i think it was george and mary's house when it's a wonderful life and i'm like oh okay, okay fine like that's cute but i i really like that there was the random goth house and that goth girl and i was like yeah let me see the lesbian romance about her <laughs> yeah she has some energy coming off of her <laughs> So so many queers in this small town. I wasn't sure if they were implying that the girl's um, partner, like business partner, was also gay or not, or if he just like liked pastry. You know, that's also fine. But I couldn't tell if they were implying that he was also gay or not. When I first watched it and she introduced him as her partner in crime, I only heard partner, and I got very confused for a little bit. <laughs> I was like, "You're like all bisexual not. romance, surely not." <laughs> He's, he's clearly just hanging around just to be quippy yeah. and to always eat. Yeah, I like that their subplot was my friend's a really good baker. He likes her because he likes her baking stuff and he might go and apprentice there. I was like, why was this subplot about? He's just obsessed with food. Yeah, I also, I really did not enjoy it, but it's fine. The Al- Alma's subplot was like, oh, I've got these chickens solve the riddle of their names and get to know it's me not a riddle. <laughs> it's, it's not, not a, a riddle, riddle at all it's and she just... says something like she says figuring out the riddle is the first step to figuring out me i was like what riddle what riddle it's the names of people from films from also, christmas films <laughs> you would think that it would unlock something about her character that we don't already know <laughs> Yeah, but everyone's like she's the Christmas whisperer. Yeah, the one of the very last lines was like really dumb. That was like, "I'm a tree whisperer and you're a Christmas whisperer. We all whisper in our own way." Or something <laughs> like that. It was so dumb. I can't remember if I wrote it down. Um, oh yeah, each of us in our own way is a whisperer. For me, it's trees. For you, it's Christmas. It's so dumb. I hate it. I also Christmas whisperer is the hardest thing to say in the world and does not have any Christmas ring to whisperer. it. See, that's a riddle. <laughs> no. But I also like that they were like again. Oh, we've got to just point out that they're definitely gay again and be like, oh, are the are the chickens named after gay divas? And I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> like, as soon as she sent you the garland, I rolled my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's so funny. I'm like, okay, how many gay people did consult on this script? I would like to know. Having said um, that, um, Alma's standing at all points. She just stood in the, the gayest way possible at all points. <laughs> what do you mean? She had like this weird when she, in the scene with Charlie when she meets Charlie mm-hmm. for the first time. She's standing in the car. She's like in half of a lunge with her hands on her oh, hips I love the whole that. time. <laughs> 
That makes so much sense. What I was envisioning is, you know, the emoji that's just like the girl standing. That you oh, use yes. Like, Hello. <laughs> I was envisioning that. But now you're saying the lunge. I'm like, I'm remembering her, her weird posture. By the she had, she had the way that everyone says that gay people can't sit in a chair straight. She yeah. can't stand straight. Like, she so just... it's authentic then. It's real and authentic representation. <laughs> it's, it's true to te- It's true to life. That woman could not stand in a way that was possibly any gear. <laughs> Absolutely not. I think that takes us nicely into our next section, which is, is it a sleigh? In this section, both senses of the word, both the Christmas, the sleigh, and sleigh, the gay way, do think things about this movie were a sleigh. The outfits, the Christmas, the vibes. What do you reckon? Uh, No. <laughs> You said you hate I don't the styling. Think so either. I don't like the styling. I either. hate the styling. There's no real like sleigh moment for me. There's no like I don't know. I think a lot of Hallmark movies I think are inherently very camp because they're so Christmassy. They're mm. so over the top. I think this is kind of as Christmas movies go, and she works in a bauble shop for Christ's sake, it's quite pared down on the Christmas. Like it really is. It's not like every scene is absolutely packed with Christmas. Like the bakery barely has any decor. Like the gingerbread scene, yes, is very Christmassy. But like a bunch of it is taking place like in a chicken coop or like in their living room. And the now, living room. The chicken and... coop did have fairy lights everywhere. Yeah, and but it's painted a year round red fairy and green. <laughs> okay, I did forget that. But it's still it it I wasn't visually assaulted with Christmas, which is what I'm no. in these movies for. Like yeah. the last movie that we watched on the podcast, which I do recommend you watch, it's hilarious, is called Angel Falls Christmas. And the one this girl is like in trouble with the town a little bit. They're like, You're such a Scrooge Alley. You've barely decorated for Christmas. And her house is the Christmas thing thing I've ever seen. She just doesn't have a tree <laughs> up. But like every board around every like doorway every window the whole porch covered in ribbon like all sorts this one i just didn't feel that visual assault of christmas which i'm in these movies for and there wasn't there wasn't snow there wasn't hot chocolate there wasn't there wasn't all of that it was like i i think that's part of it there wasn't any snow as far as i can remember there wasn't like it was it was more frosty than snowy i would say i think like some of the tree shots were like frosted but Mm. it kind of felt to me a bit more like diehard-esque in that it takes place at <laughs> Christmas but is it that Christmassy like <laughs> I'm gonna put this in like my final review of it I'm like is this equivalent to Die Hard I think so I think they're the same movie but I don't know yeah. there was Christmassy stuff happening but like the core of it wasn't super Christmassy and that's not because they're lesbians that's because they didn't like their dates weren't particularly Christmassy they did a dinner date and she burnt food and the food wasn't particularly Christmassy. Like, I don't know. They're at a bakery that is like a bit festive, but it's not, it's not all of the Christmas that you expect. You want to be smacked around the face of Christmas. Every time that the baker lady made any f- food, she had to stick Christmas in front of it. Like it's a Christmas macaron. Yeah. It's a Christmas yeah. And to be fair, the Christmas macaron sounded amazing. Wasn't it cranberry and like rosemary macaron? Yes. Absolutely. Sounded delightful. I, yum. Give me one of those. I wish I was that good of a baker. I really am not. I can I can handle your basics, your Christmas cookies, your brownies, your cakes. As soon as it gets to something like a macaron a patisserie, out of my wheelhouse. So I would love I would love a little cranberry rosemary macaron. 
I also uh, got confused at that point um, where that lady stood in, in the friendship, the way she fed that macaron to Alma. It was so very bizarre. Like, popped it in her mouth. I also liked that they couldn't just have it, but she was just the baker in the town and they were friends. They were like, we went to Paris together and I brought her back with me and now we're starting a business. And I was like, wait, what business are you guys starting? There was something about them opening or like franchising or opening a second location together. And I was like, huh? What's, no, you're the bauble girl. (laughs) They went into business on the bakery together. So she just is a part owner of the business. I'm yeah. I was very confused when they just dropped backstory about them being in Paris. I was like, well, this is irrelevant. <laughs> just have her be the baker really in the town. That's enough friends. reason. They're really That's fine, close but friends. they can be close friends and her just be the baker in the town where she lives and she goes in every day for coffee. Like, delicious. That's yeah. a romance in itself. I've read a bunch of romance books like that. That's the premise of Pumpkin Spice Cafe, which is like <laughs> such a fun romance book. But it's, yeah, I didn't understand that at all. It's very mm. bizarre. Um, yeah, there was one There was one outfit that actually hit a little bit, but like mm-hmm. um, Alma's little green cardigan in the gingerbread decorating competition, that was really cute it was a nice little card was that layered with her little craft vest oh wait is it in the gingerbread house no it's not i lied it's not in the gingerbread competition so sorry um Mm -hmm. when i can't remember when she has it but she has a little green cardigan um that's nice and it's very cute (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say nothing really stands out to me like no one wore like cute earmuffs or a scarf or a jumper because it didn't seem particularly cold. Like they're talking a lot about how like, oh, the tree lighting thing is in December. And I'm like, okay, well it needs to like snow and you guys need to go to a Christmas market. You need to do some kind of secondary Christmasy activity for your date. There um, was no. I also don't think it was a, yeah, there was nothing like that. Also I found the like, they're all a bit like this, but I found the dialogue in this like particularly clunky. <laughs> like there's at one point where and I love Charlie Brown, like love him. One of my favorite things to rewatch every year. But she starts dancing. Charlie starts dancing and goes, "I'm doing my Charlie Brown dance." So I was like, "Stop referencing movies." It's She's, so annoying. She also said one of the trees one year was to Charlie Brown. <laughs> I was like, "What does that? Please explain what that means." Yeah, there was a lot of movie references in this that like were kind of in there for no reason. Like, I don't know. There was a lot of stuff referenced. There was one point where they're like, it's so Lord of the Fries. That book is patriarchy bottled or something. And I was like, that's a weird take to take from Lord of the Flies. That's about children killing she each said, other, right? She said it's like, like all the worst parts of the patriarchy. And I was like, I mean, yeah, oh, fine. But why are you talking about this at a gingerbread competition? Right? It's really strange. And like, I, I will say I do a lot of... Like maybe it's accurate because I'm also gay. <laughs> to I do a lot of referencing. I do a lot of media referencing. I like I'm basically a Gilmore girl half the time. References the house down boots, but these were so clunkily added in by someone that like had done punch up on the script mm. or something. I I don't know what they did behind the scenes on this, but they were just so clunky. They didn't feel natural. They didn't feel like they'd talk at all. Like at least with Alma, like hers were a bit clunky, and they did reference. It's a Wonderful Life and a White Christmas like five times. Yeah. Pick a different movie. Um, but at least with her, they kind of established that as part of her character that she loved Christmas movies, etc. Maybe that was them really clumsily trying to build like a connection between them. Like they both love Christmassy mm-hmm. films and they both love films and media. I don't know. I'm reaching. 
<laughs> but yeah, it was. I was gonna say I'm not. I'm not really sure what they were meant to have in common. Christmas, I guess. But then Alma's really into Christmas, and Charlie's like a normal amount, so it wasn't really a conflict or a difference or a similarity. It's kind of a nothing. Yeah, I expected more conflict. I don't know if they were just going a bit easy because it was the gays and they didn't want them hating each other at the yeah. start. But like. It was it was all very soft, like though it wasn't like I hate Christmas and you love Christmas. It was sort of just like I'm fine about Christmas. I really like trees, um, and you really love Christmas. So that's great. The conflict was resolved so quickly as mm. well. Like, um, she was like, "Oh, she was using me," and then she sends her like the trophy anyway. I wasn't one hundred percent sure what was happening there. She sends her the gingerbread trophy, and then she basically comes back and is like, "We used a different tree." It's okay, we found a different tree. Ugh, I didn't get it. I thought it was a weird, non-real conflict. And obviously in these movies, there's never a deep <laughs> conflict. Like, it'd be weird if they were like, and this one is where we're going to get really serious. But it, it kind of felt a bit nothingy, to be honest. Yeah, I think they went easy on us. <laughs> they didn't want, they didn't yeah, want it to I be too... So. Like, they didn't want any chance of anyone saying they're going a bit too hard on the lesbians here. Everything was just... I think this is the first one... I know it's definitely Lifetime's first um, lesbian Christmas movie. I think it's the first one I remember hearing about. And moving on from like the costumes and like the girls themselves, what about the decor? Like we've already said that there kind of needed to be more Christmas. Um, so there was a few bits. It was it was lacking, like you said, but there was um, at one point where I'm almost certain they had a chessboard hanging up on their house as like a piece of decor. Love that. Which is wild and very camp and then at the um corporate christmas party which was naughty and nice themed obviously they in front of the dj booth i don't know if you remember they had a portrait of santa um both naughty and Mm -hmm. nice so there was santa with a little halo and then there was evil santa having a little wink and he had little horns on (laughs) Oh, I love that. That's it so was fun. really iconic, and it really took took me away for for the moment. And I was just like, "This is I, who painted them? Did they have them commissioned? Do they just have them in storage?" <laughs> well, if this town is as full of lesbians as it's having us suggest, the craft, the crafts, incredible. You've got you've got a craft lesbian for every occasion, <laughs> and a vest to match, <laughs> and a vest to match. I love that. I will say my favorite thing that's um it was a prop, not decor, but they had the lady doing like the tarot card readings, and it was the twelve days of Christmas tarot cards. I was like, absolutely. Where can I get one of those? And I like that she was just saying nonsensical things. She was like, "Oh, you're a bird, and I'm a bird." And she's like, "No, you're not a bird. You're the you're the pear tree." I was like, "Excellent." This is how I feel when I do tarot readings, and I'm like, mm, "Yes, the tower. That's a bad one." <laughs> I loved it. I thought that was so silly. So I really like the design of the cards as well. So if anyone was looking for a Christmas gift for me, would love the twelve days of Christmas tarot cards. <laughs> I don't know what I'd do with them. But I'd have a great time. Yeah, absolutely. And no question, no follow ups. <laughs> just turning cards. No follow ups. I'll be like sorry you are oh you're two turtle doves and you're like oh is that bad i'd be like yeah you turtle and a dove i don't really know what a turtle dove is i assume just a kind of dove Um, yeah but (laughs) you get loads of leaping and you're like oh god now (laughs) (laughs) you're like oh god Um, you're lesbian and i've got seven lords leaping or whatever the lords leap them away (laughs) oh no i don't need lords leaping on my tuesday (laughs) (laughs) so out of all of the 12 days of christmas tarot cards which one would you want to get we have so partridge in a pear tree two turtle doves awful lot of birds in this three french hens and then four calling birds five gold rings pretty Pretty solid solid 
that's going well. Six geese are laying, seven swans are swimming, eight maids are milking, pretty good for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, better, 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 better. Nine ladies dancing. Oh, I love ladies Nine dancing. Nine ladies dancing. Ten lords are leaping. We're, we're not interested no. in my lesbian movie. No ten lords are leaping. Eleven pipers piping. Headache. Twelve drummers drumming. Get the drummers yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, I've got a migraine. I don't I don't need twelve drummers drumming. I need maybe one drummer drumming. Because there's no... You, I mean, I guess you've got the pipers first. So the pipers come in. And then the next day you've got a bit of a beat. And then I feel like on like the 30th day, you're like, right, get the violins involved. <laughs> get the whole orchestra in, please. Yeah, we just keep going. Like we stop at twelve, but why more gifts? Let's keep going. Twenty-four days of Christmas, ten baselines thumping. Like <laughs> by the end of it, it they're just playing a really bad cover of Old Lang Syne. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. I thought Old Lang Syne was a really rogue one as well. I think that's another opportunity that they could have put a Christmas song in. Yeah. An Old Lang Syne New, New Year's, Year's song. song. Again, we haven't maximized Christmas. We haven't camped it up to the maximum capacity of Christmas, which I'm really... That's 50% Christmas at best. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's it's festive, but it's not Christmas. And like, if you're going to be like, oh, we're going to play piano, like, but it needs to be a bit sad and a bit jolly and it's all in how you play it. Love that. Old Lang Syne, one of my favourite songs. However, why could that not have been Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas? Yeah. That can be super sad and that can be super upbeat. It's all in how you play it. So... Let me write the movie. I've got this. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was... <laughs> that one, They did take the opportunity to do a, an extreme hand close-up, which I also appreciated. Oh, of them playing uh, of Just Charlie, because as soon as the dad comes in, they're like, no, more hands. Hands are for the girls. Nope. We don't want to see a man's We don't want to see a man's Although the girls, not the lesbians, but the girls do really want to see hands because... I don't know if you remember in the pandemic, people were going mad for all them men online with like deep voices and doing hand reveals. It was insane. This might have been a bit too heterosexual yeah. for you. Um, but this <laughs> on the bisexual side of the internet, there was all these men with their really deep voices. I'm not going to name any of them because as it goes with these kind of people online, some of them are probably predators by now. So <laughs> they were all talking in their deep voices online or like I think some of them were gamers and they don't show their faces, but they would reveal their hands. And I was like, Girls, stand up. What's this doing for you? Is it is it like the horny baker thing? I think it's partially the horny baker TikToks? thing. Yeah, and they really deeply upset me where they're just like slapping around a bit of dough and people are like, this is so hot. This yeah. is the female gaze. I'm like, no, guys, you should just watch something normal to get off. <laughs> I just <laughs> rubs a tangerine with his thumb. It's Yum. so strange. Oh, I hate it. Mm-mm. <laughs> But yeah, hands, I guess. Hands, I guess. Well, that was for the girls in that, and I, I can't be mad about it. She had very nice hands, but certainly not something that I would be like, mm, yeah, hands. <laughs> I, feel like a, I, feel like, I feel like we really criticise foot people. Hand people is just as yeah. weird. No? Is that not just as strange? Um, oh, I might be showing myself. I don't think it's that strange. Ailish has come out on oh, the pod. No. Ailish second coming out is a hand fetishist. Um, God damn congrats it. on coming out live on the pod <laughs> gonna click you. this section for a video for sure Woohoo! Hello, Hello, internet. Internet. wait hang on hand reveal hand reveal oh no <laughs> <laughs> no hand reveal for the instagram reels oh. stop voguing anyway that's something for the, uh, that's okay. something follow us on the social Next media up. for the hand reveal we're at pod for christmas everywhere uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Good. Um, that moves us on to, I'll just roll out, 
my naughty and nice list. This is kind of our like peaks and pits section, your favourite bit, your least favourite bit. I will say my favourite bit is that they let them have fun flirty chemistry. I really liked that they let them be a bit flirty. A lot of like, especially gay media and stuff, like not to get super deep, gets very, very sanitized. And this of course is still incredibly sanitized, you know, it's it's still a lifetime holiday romance, but they do let them flirt. Like they didn't seem like friends at any point. They seemed like they were flirting and it was immediate that they were flirting. It wasn't that they were like friends and like, oh, is there something that they were, they were awkward and flirty and it was cute. And I was like, okay, we're going to be sanitized, but at least it's a fun way of doing it. It's it's still fun and it's flirty. What's your favourite bit? I think my favourite was the gingerbread competition. Yeah. I think it's just really fun. I love competitive romantic situations. Mm-hmm. That's fun. They're really getting into the spirit. I really liked... I, every Christmas I want to do gingerbread houses and I dream of gingerbread house competitions. So all of that was great. I love seeing all the little cans of sweets for decoration. That was great. I just, yeah, perfect vibes from that little scene. That's so fun. And then on my naughty list, hmm, I think for me, it's that there's, I've said it about five times, there's not enough Christmas. You've got, you're doing a Christmas movie. You've got to pack in the Christmas. If you're going to make like holiday movies that I have said inherently camp, the amount of Christmas in them, don't take it away from the lesbians. Why are you not using the opportunity to play a little Christmas song, put up a Christmas light, show me show me the Christmas tree with lights on instead of just seeing like pine trees. Like, yeah. It's kind of mid for me. I like I like the rest of it. I just feel like they didn't use the opportunity as they should to pack as much Christmas into every scene, which is always amazing. Yeah. What about you? What's your least favourite? What's on your naughty list? Oh, my naughty list. I- I'm sorry, I just could not get over the tree whisperer scene. Yeah, it is so strange. Like ten seconds of silence in the first like ten minutes mm-hmm. of the film, where she stops and she just—it's full silence. It's so bizarre. I just I couldn't get over it. I'm re- I'm sorry. Like y- you work for the government, but your thing is trees. Yeah, I guess oh, it's so bizarre. It's very strange. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of moments where I was like, oh, that's really awkward. Eh, I would leave. I wouldn't. Eh. Not fun. Whereas in Hallmark movies, it's, there's never typically like awkward moments unless it's like, oh gee, I knocked that thing over. Aren't I clumsy? Like, there's a lot of like moments that I found actually quite awkward and cringe. I was like, oof, no, I wouldn't like that. Yeah, there's just like, and the the to the lesbians bit, whilst it was all fantastic, but it was just so awkward and like there was just yeah, it was just a bit cringe at times. It could have just been done as like a typical holiday film and male lesbians and yeah. like. It's like mentioned as it as it does come up in real life, but yeah, I thought I thought that was awkward as well. Well, that kind of yeah. resolves most of our sections. So my final Christmas gift to you, and I know how much you hate being put on the spot, so you'll love this section. <laughs> I will allow you to plug anything that you want. This can be something you're working on, or something you just think people should watch, read, enjoy. Talk for a second about your favourite thing. Oh, ah, this is like getting me to pick from all of my favourite children. Um. <laughs> I really love Child's Play and I think everyone should watch the Chucky TV series um, because it's a lovely mix of queer and horror, which is nothing like Christmas. To be fair, 
the right target market. A lot of a lot of people that write Hallmark movies, like romance movies, also write rubbishy. No, no offense to them, like horror movies, like very (laughs) campy, like B D movie movies. (laughs) So there's there's a big crossover there. The Chucky vibe. Yeah, I really recommend. There's a podcast called American Hysteria, and they did an episode on how um, a lot of the Hallmark Channel writers also write for horror movies like campy horror movies big recommend great listen uh so that's my christmas present Mm. to me it's my plug for american hysteria really enjoy that (laughs) podcast um and i think that just about wraps us up thanks so much for joining us ailish we've loved having you on the podcast um if you want to get (laughs) it's so nice to have you if you want to get in contact with us i really would love if you would like to tell us which of the 12 days of christmas tarot cards you'd like to get we obviously want 12 ladies dancing and then we want to continue more gifts more musicians so we're at pod for christmas anywhere on social media or you can find us on email podforchristmas at gmail.com thanks so much for listening and happy holidays bye